I'm Scott, and we're the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze, where we rethink the way that we love life. And uh, centered around this idea that there will always be a haze, but we can show up whole and healed anyway. Thank you. So today, we're really going to be talking about uh, how to forgive yourself uh, when you're the person who's at fault. Yikes. And how you move forward from that point. So, for this topic... Um, just kind of thinking about what happens when you're at fault, when when I'm the one who, who did the damage. Yeah. And uh, I think the, the inspiration from this topic kind of came around thinking about how we've been exploring all these different things when kind of we're facing the world or dealing with interactions with other people and we kind of feel wrong at different times, mm -hmm. like how we heal from injuries that have happened, uh, almost external kind of stuff. And this is looking a little bit more at what happens when I'm at fault, when I've done something and I know better. Yeah. So for me, one of the hardest things for me to reconcile often is making a misstep or a mistake mm -hmm. when I know that I know better, when I know that I should have made a different decision and being able to um, deal with like the fallout from that. When when I've made the error, when I've injured someone else, or I've done something to put myself in a predicament, and really having to address like, and I and I know for me what happens is that often I I'll, I'll turn the gun on myself, right? I uh, really go hard on myself about knowing that I knew better, about the way that I dealt with that situation and making a bad decision anyway. Mm -hmm. And I can really uh, kind of withdraw and get into my feelings and really get down and out um, just based on sometimes my own inability to forgive myself yeah. for actually being in the arena and making a bad decision. So how do you deal with it? What do you do when, when you are the one who has made the, the misstep or the mistake? That's a really good question and as you were talking I was actually thinking about you know sometimes we do intentionally like make a decision that we know is probably not for the best but sometimes mm -hmm. we offend people or hurt people without really intending to like mm -hmm. we don't we're not meaning to um to hurt someone's feelings and I'm sitting here trying to think if those the responses to those are different either way it feels it feels bad because nobody wants to hurt someone's feelings um, I think there are some situations where um, you you know that there is something to do, right? And you know that like the hard conversation you're going to have with someone could hurt their feelings, but mm -hmm. you know it's for the best to have it anyways. So I guess what I'm saying is that there are levels of this that make it a little bit complicated, right? There's a the difficult agree. conversation that you have to have that's mm -hmm. probably going to hurt somebody's feelings. You still have to say it anyways. Mm -hmm. They're hurt. You feel better, but you still feel bad that you hurt somebody. So there's mm -hmm. like a level of forgiveness that has to take place for that. I think there's the, I know this is messed up. I'm going to have to, mm -hmm. I'm, but I'm choosing this thing anyway. Like mm -hmm. I'm choosing to eat all the slices of pizza, even though I know doggone well. I don't eat all the pizzas. Um, and like how I forgive myself from choosing mm -hmm. the bread every single time when I know right. my, um, advanced age <laughs> won't necessarily uh, be so quick to forgive me mm -hmm. as my 15-year-old body did. And then there's the, 
you know, I'm just living my life, having the best intentions, thinking I'm all is good. And then you're like, actually, here's a, a good example. Um, we're driving through neighborhoods, like look at houses and, uh, we, we uh, were in this neighborhood that circled around and you didn't remember that what the entrance looked like. Right. And we talked a lot of trash. And so we're leaving and our trash talk, which is it's risky, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking trash like we always do. And uh, the trash talk that I did that particular time triggered like you feeling like you couldn't remember the directions. And I, mm -hmm. I was calling you like stupid or not smart enough and mm -hmm. that was not an intention i was like just mm -hmm. engaging the way that we always engage right so that's an example of like me feeling being hurt not intent and mm -hmm. not having like intentions around it for me i guess after all of these words to answer your question <laughs> it feels the same right mm -hmm. like there is still hurt there you still feel bad i never want to hurt anybody's feelings um and the first and the third ones you know you feel misunderstood a little bit mm -hmm. right uh even though your intentions aren't aligned with the impact of it, like there is a, like, you're not getting me a little bit feeling mm -hmm. of it. And then there's just kind of like a bruised ego, I guess, yes. kind of that comes mm -hmm. along with it. So I think it's like, it's complicated and you feel a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, it's really like, I guess what I would say. Um, I think for me, the, the, one of the first things that happens is that I automatically get offended. Uh, when it's when it's another person that I'm dealing with and I've done the offense right, so I, I automatically um, want to put on my shoulder pads and defend myself. Like, how dare you not get me? Mm -hmm. Right? I thought our relationship was better mm -hmm. than that. Mm -hmm. Right? I thought that you would understand. Like, don't you know at at base, right? I have no ill intent. Right? Don't you know right. my heart? Right? You know my heart, and so. That, that portion of me wants to be like, okay, we have this baseline, so how could you be offended? Like, it, it, it wants to say, what's wrong with you then, mm. right? But then when the person kind of asserts that their, their feelings have been hurt or I've done something to misstep, then I'll turn the gun on myself and be like, well, you know, how did you not understand or, or how did you... Um, get so comfortable that you didn't consider mm, this other person. I feel that too. Yep. Yeah. So, but for me, it's not like, how did I get so comfortable that I would offend them? It's like, how did I get so comfortable that I wasn't guarded more? For mm -hmm. me, which is not, is also not great. Right. Because right. this idea of being vulnerable, letting your guard down, getting to know people. And, and when you do that, you will, you're going to, there will be some friction. You're going to yes. bump heads. And so it's like, if the, the tendency for me, because my defense mechanism is to shut down, right? I just mm -hmm. shut all the way down. Part of that is so that I can process and understand how I'm feeling. But part of it is so that I won't feel that way again. And mm -hmm. so um, it's like, how could, dang, like, how did, how did I allow myself to, like, let my guard down enough to feel this way with this person? Um, and it's not great. Like, you say you, your first uh, response is to, um, like, be, like, how dare you? Mine's mm -hmm. kind of like... It's almost like a sadness for me, like mm -hmm. not an anger, just kind of like, this is, it makes me sad. Like, why, why don't you know me? Like, what mm -hmm. are we as close as I thought that we were? Um, what am I doing wrong? Like, how did I, you know, just kind of like all of this internal kind of like questioning that happens.
and then I think I, after I go through like my process or whatever, uh, when I start to get to the heart of the matter, then what we are really asking for is, you know, just on an elementary level, what we really want is we want the good without the bad, right? Yeah. We want engagement and mm-hmm. we want relationship and we don't want the speed bumps that, that will inevitably happen when you encounter another person's humanity. Yeah. And also when you have to face your own. Yeah. Right? And those things are, are um, you know, you, you can't avoid that part of it. Yeah. Like if you, if you want human relationship, any relationship, friendship, uh, family, um, professional, professional mm-hmm. whatever it is, you're not going to be able to avoid those those little speed bumps because if if you if you're not going to be a recluse, you know, then you're going to encounter those types of things. And I think that we enjoy and we celebrate like the good parts of it, yeah. but we want to avoid uh, the rest of it. And one of the things that that you said was like I don't want to feel this way, mm-hmm. right? And we don't we don't want to feel that way. Uh, but I think a part of like the greatness of our humanity is being able to experience the, the entirety of that. And all of, all of that shit sounds great in theory, but not when you're going through it. Not when you had made me mad in that neighborhood. Because <laughs> here I am, driving us home from the gym, mind you. I'm tired. I'm hangry. Not hungry, I'm hangry. And this mug is like, Hey, why don't we dip through this neighborhood real quick and look at these houses that we cannot afford in this moment, right? And then I get up in here and I'm just driving around. I'm thinking about how hungry I, I'm and tired I am. And she's like, don't you remember how to get out of here? I remember how to get to our house on the straight road. How dare you be up in here talking about my driving skills and you relaxing. It was not I driving here for it. It was not driving skills that I mentioned. It was, you didn't recognize the same thing when we entered the neighborhood that we're now passing again on the way out. That's all I was saying. All right. I said what I said. Okay. So, you're the one that's at fault. Mm-hmm. And there's some hurt. Mm-hmm. Does it matter if the offense hurts someone else versus you like does the severity of the situation go up when like it's somebody else's feelings that have been hurt does it even matter at all is hurt just hurt um i think there's levels to it um so i think when we hurt other people we number one we don't always know right away yeah when we've hurt somebody's feelings so you have to go through like their entire process Sometimes you will you will hurt and you will injure, and depending on the way that that person processes, you may find out right then that you hurt their feelings, yeah. or it may be a person who doesn't call you for two weeks, and you don't know what's going on, and you find out later that you hurt their feelings behind something, and then you have to go through like dealing with it and how you feel about the hurt and the injury and that kind of stuff, and then there are those times when you do something to injure yourself or you yeah. hurt yourself. And you feel it immediately, right? So it's levels to, I think, the external, the hurt that you um, give and you deal to other people, just depending on how that person processes and if they let you know right away. But often when we hurt ourselves, we recognize it right away. We feel it right away. Sometimes. And we go about the business of trying to do something about it, no matter if that 
looks like isolation mm -hmm. or it looks like I don't want to deal with this in the moment or whatever you do to deal with when you're injured, yeah. right? It, it's there and it has happened. And for the most part, you're aware that you've done something to hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, I really like what you said about how long it takes the other person to process it and when mm -hmm. they let you know. Because I don't, I don't know, if, it's not everyone, but it feels as though these days um, people aren't big on sharing what is wrong or like when you've offended them if it's not an anger. So somebody can, if you've pissed them off, they're quick to be like, let me tell you about yourself or read you, as people say. Mm -hmm. But I don't have that many examples outside of family, like of people who are willing to have tough conversations and say, this thing that you did bothered me mm -hmm. and it offended me. And even when I've tried to do that to other people, it hadn't always been received well. Like mm -hmm. they like don't respond at all, right? Like don't want to talk about it. And, and you've taught me like, well, don't expect people to communicate the way that you do, right? So I would prefer to like address stuff head on. Mm -hmm. um, so if we can't talk it out, maybe we can write it out, text it out, something. But I would just say it would be helpful like if you're interested in maintaining the relationship to let people know when you've offended them so that the it can be corrected. Do you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So send a message in a bottle, send it by a dub, <laughs> right? Like power some something. Write it, call, text, type, skywrite. Like just let the person know that you've been offended. Because then I, I've noticed that if you don't address it, like it's like pebbles that get stored away. Mm -hmm. Until one pebble is finally the one thing that breaks, like, unleashes mm -hmm. all of them because you never addressed any of them to begin with. Right. Um, and that's not to start, like, turning the conversation to the other person. But mm -hmm. we're talking about being at fault. Mm -hmm. And I think a key part of knowing that you're at fault is for the other person to tell you and for y'all to have the conversation in a way that's not too emotionally charged, mm -hmm. like, not productive. Well, and I think you, you can't really have that conversation, right, without um, dealing with the fact that everybody doesn't rock like that. Yeah, like everybody hard. doesn't have this um, resolve to where they are the type of people who like to talk it out and like to have difficult conversations. Some people just want to be out here living, right? And when things happen, um, I can discard that relationship because that person is not for me. And I think the the overreaching thing or overarching thing is that we don't want to be people who do that with our relationships, yeah. who throw people away when things don't go our way or even have people throw us away. Yeah. Like, I would like to have a chance to, to resolve conflict, mm -hmm. uh, even if I don't know what that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. uh, even if, so I can, I can deal with me with taking the L, right, and learning the lesson and doing all these other things, but some of our relationships or, or all of our relationships are give and take. Yeah. But what we don't get to decide for other people is how they deal with, with injury. And I think what we can do is, is have some of those conversations and be able to say like, I would like to talk this out with you. I would like to have a chance to resolve the conflict. And if I've misstepped, then have a chance to have my process and maybe even include you in some of those conversations to be like, I'm, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. you know, I misstepped and I, I want things to be better. I don't want to be this person who, you know, um, puts a dagger in this friendship and, and now it's over. 
what if we learn to have these difficult conversations and learn to, to have some semblance of, of conflict resolution so that we can all move forward. But that doesn't mean that the other person is going to be invested in that. And I think the conversations that, that we're having at this moment is kind of what it feels like and what it looks like for us to come to a place to where um, I'm saying, hey, it was my fault. What can I do? Yeah, that's another good point about what it looks like or feels like to have difficult conversations. So do you think, and I know this is, we don't want to generalize our mm -hmm. whole community, but let's just say from your experience, from what you've witnessed uh, and friendships from all areas of life, phases of life, professional relationships, family relationships, do you feel like, um, again, from what you've experienced, mm -hmm. that our community... Um, has a lot of like experience with having difficult conversations in a healthy way. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. And I mean, why? What do you think that comes from? Man, I, I think um, slavery. Like, maybe <laughs> <you> know, slavery. <laughs> um, I think just just unaddressed trauma. Yes, I Lord. think that that we have like so much unaddressed trauma and like a, a history of of not addressing trauma. Yeah, and I think that that we're almost taught like some some things you just gotta be with like these things are gonna happen and you just move on. Yeah, right. And nobody ever really talks about healing though. Like we're we're so focused a lot of times on on moving on or moving forward. We don't really or talk about Jesus healing. We're right. not doing anything about it. Right, and so I think it comes with this understanding um, of well, with this 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 understanding that we need to unlearn a lot of stuff. Yeah, like especially in our communities, mm -hmm. and the unlearning comes with like I don't want to just move forward. Yeah, right. I want to move forward as a as a whole and a healed person. Like I want to I want to address this thing that that hurt me, this this injury that happened, and I'm very much entitled to feel the way that I feel, without um, being called um, a crybaby or a mama's boy or any of those things, right? Because I am uh, a man, a black man. Um, I am a human being yeah. who's entitled to experience the full gamut of emotions, mm -hmm. right? And so even when the mistake is mine, then I need to be able to hear that there was this injury. And no matter how I feel about it in that moment, not just to make up for, but to, to do the healing work of being able to talk about, like, what led up to it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What happened before, Right. And when you do that, that internal, that kind of healing work, you can start to talk about like peeling back the layers of the onion and, and kind of really dealing with what is the thing that happened before the thing that happened before the thing that got us to that point. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of times we are um, so like we get taught basically just to whatever you do, you make up for it and you move on or you don't talk about that injury anymore and you move on. But the, the central point for us a lot of time is the moving on. Mm -hmm. And I would like for us to move that back to the central point for us and the main thing for us to being 
to be able to heal, right? And then move, look at moving forward and what we need to do to move forward, not just the moving on. Because it's not moving on if you're not healed. Correct. It's just brushing past it. It's walking mm -hmm. over, but guaranteed the thing will continue to come up. Mm -hmm. So we're moving on in a way that the thing is released. That mm -hmm. is healing. Moving on, not addressing it, brushing it under the table, not talking about it. Like, that's that's not moving on. It's it's not real moving on. No. I think it's a lot of times what we've been taught that, that moving on looks like. It's moving on with baggage. It is. And because, and what I'm will happen is, bag. right, what will happen is, You'll say, uh, we moved on past that. We don't talk about that, right? But all that person got to do is one more thing, <laughs> right? Show up at the family dinner late, mm -hmm. right? Do make one more misstep. Yeah. And it may be that thing that causes me to flip tables, mm -hmm. or it may be that thing for me to, to get you told and tell you about all the shit that you done <laughs> done that I remember that I never healed from, yeah. right? All the stuff that I say that I moved forward on, right? And and that we, we okay now. It's all right. He's still coming around. Everything's cool. But I really didn't. You're just waiting on that person to mess up again. And you're waiting on their humanity to show up yeah. because it's going to happen. Yeah. And then you're going to get them told. There's going to be a big fallout. And then we don't heal from that either. And we don't talk about that thing. We don't talk for a little while. And then we just all of a sudden kicking it again. Like right. And addressing. then we just write back. And I'm like, got time for that, y'all. We too grown out here. We are. And I've said it. I think I've said it before on this. Um, in one of our conversations. That Seven Shooter said, everybody's grown. So it's time to have a conversation. And mm -hmm. I, I, I always go back to that because it's so true. Um, but let's not keep talking about other people. We're talking about so, us today. All right. And so... With that, I, I wanna um, I wanna uh, bring up this thing I saw Charlemagne post today, uh, when we talk about you know the the internal work that we have to do, mm -hmm. and what we do what we have to do to forgive ourselves, right? So what he posted was, and I'm I'm gonna read this. It says the relationship you have with yourself is the mm -hmm. most complicated because you can't walk away from you, right? You have to forgive every mistake, you have to deal with every flaw. You have to find a way to love you even when you're disgusted with you. Preach. That's real. That's real. And that's a really good way to segue into like our segment on what is the haze. We try to identify mm -hmm. each session. What is the haze? And the haze really is that thing. Acknowledging mm -hmm. the error and forgiving yourself, as he says, mm -hmm. even when you're disgusted with yourself. I know I've mentioned the four agreements um, mm -hmm. maybe in like one of the previous episodes. And then it, it, he says in this book, uh, also, that human beings are the only being species that have to pay repeatedly for the same offense. Like mm -hmm. other animals, and we know why because they're animals, right? Mm -hmm. The the thing happens once, say for instance, you have a dog, right? The dog's in trouble. Most dogs you can see when they're like embarrassed, nervous, right? Like you can, you can sense, right? Uh, they're ashamed. And then mm -hmm. it's over. They're back to loving you again. They've moved on. We don't repeatedly keep uh, making them pay for the same mistake. Mm -hmm. Human beings... We make ourselves pay for the same mistake mm -hmm. over and over. We make other people pay for the mistake over and over. So the hazes um, could be acknowledging when we're wrong, when we've hurt someone. So actually just owning up to the offense mm -hmm. can be a haze. Um, letting it go, healing it, moving forward, addressing mm -hmm. it in a way that works for both people. So mm -hmm. to your point, it can't just be uh, addressing it in a way that works for me. Like mm -hmm. maybe that person has to process it. And then 
having that difficult conversation so that hopefully you can address it and then stay in a relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, I think that's all very much true. Um, and I think the the part of it that uh, I have to reconcile frequently is when it's, it's again, not the other person. It's it's me, mm-hmm. right? When, when I know better. And I think some of these things can really lead into what I see in my field and what I've experienced uh, for myself with, like, going into, like, some semblance of a depression with, like, making the same mistake over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then I think what really helped me grow was being able to have some semblance of grace for myself. Yeah. Right. For knowing that I am experiencing life and I'm growing and uh, I'm I'm asking to be in, in, in new soil and new territory in different stages of my life. And there are some things about me that are, uh, some character flaws that I'm really trying to trying trying to let go of, mm-hmm. and to try to find better ways to deal with, and even dealing with those things help me helps me to find grace for other people, because I have to find grace for myself mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, I have to give mercy to myself sometimes. Yeah. Right. I can't be this person that ask for grace for myself, but then doesn't grant it to other people. But I also can't be a person that gives grace to other people and then doesn't have any for myself. Yeah. I can't give mercy to other people and then not have mercy for myself. Yes. Right. So, so often, especially for me, um, because I have all of this book knowledge and I'm well read and all these other things that people give me credit for, I sometimes feel like I, I don't have the space to make mistakes. And it can be so difficult and so challenging um, for me to forgive myself in those moments. Uh, Because Negro, you know better. Mm -hmm. Like, and and what is it that you haven't read in this book uh, that is causing you to continue to to fail this test? And it makes me then reframe for myself what, what failure is, right? And start to understand what missteps are and missteps and mistakes are not failure Mm-mm. right it's a part of what life in and of itself is mm-hmm. right it's, it's a series of tests right that we're we're seeking and kind of trying to try to find the answers to and to navigate around yeah and sometimes we will misstep and sometimes we will have to adjust the goals that we've set for ourselves and be able to move forward mm-hmm. because what happens for me as a man when i when I label something as a failure, then that means it's over, it's done, right? And if I see myself sometimes leaning towards failure, I ball the whole shit up and throw it away, yeah. right? But when I'm able to reframe and say that that this is a part of what my life is gonna look like as a whole, then I can say that, okay, I misstepped here, I need to take a step back, I need to make an adjustment to my goal, and I need to keep on chugging. I need to keep on moving about my business because the ultimate goal is over here. And these things that I'm doing are just small steps to get to those goals. Mm-hmm. So I can give myself grace and I can give myself mercy and I can give myself these things that tell me that, hey, that's okay. Yeah. Because number one, you're in the arena. Mm-hmm. You're not sitting on the sideline, mm-hmm. you're talking, trying. wishing, praying, all these other things. And just saying that those things are enough. Those things are not enough. Because I have to have the works. 
Yeah. Right. If I have the faith, then I have to have the works and I got to put something behind what it is that I've said that I want. Yep. So I can sit on the sideline and, and, and say, I'm going to wait till I'm ready. I'm going to wait till I have enough money to jump out there and move forward. I can get out there and I can do it with the understanding that I'm probably going to misstep. I'm probably going to hurt somebody else's feelings. Uh, being so focused on my goals, mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna do something that's gonna hurt my own feelings, my own self, <laughs> and and there's gonna not gonna be anybody to blame it on, and I'm gonna have to figure this thing out, and it's really about being able to move forward for me in that moment and not give up when normally I would be like, nope, I ain't doing it no more, I'm going home. Mm -hmm. So then, I know I just said a whole bunch of words, <laughs> so. Let me ask you then, like, what are some, some ways that you feel like you can deal with uh, situations when, when you're the at-fault party? That's a good question. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge it and to, to name it, right? Um, it's important to know what the thing is. So if there's a feeling of sadness, anger, whatever it is, even if I've inflicted it upon myself or upon someone else, for me, this might not be the case for someone else. Mm -hmm. It's important for me to understand what the offense is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, we'll just talk about like if, if I've uh, like offended myself or hurt myself or what I've done, the offenses to me. Sometimes I don't, I don't know what I'm feeling. It's just like a sense something's off, something's not right. I'm not sure mm -hmm. what it is. So I have to spend time understanding what I'm feeling. I have to mm -hmm. spend time understanding what the offense is. Once I'm able to name it, um, then I'm able to kind of like process um, next step so for me it is always if it's to someone else i always want to apologize like i never want to move about the earth and have people feel like i'm being unkind to them or disrespectful to them mm -hmm. or any of those things so i always want to apologize um i think i'm always striving to be understood too but mm -hmm. I, I think that's something i need to try to grow out of if i'm mm -hmm. being honest because everyone's not going to get me and mm -hmm. i think that's okay um so name it, acknowledge what it is, apologize to whomever I need to apologize to, even if it's myself. I do affirm myself as needed, right? So like, mm -hmm. I will say if I need to, like, it's okay, Shate, you're enough, Shate, I love you, Shate. If I have to do that, if this situation calls for that, I will do mm -hmm. those things. Um, and then I always kind of look for the thing that I need to learn from, from it. Um, mm -hmm. So like, the thing that, that I need to make the adjustment around, because it's not... Um, when you repent or ask for forgiveness, it's not really repentance if the behavior doesn't change. And mm. so if it's if it's like a, something that I need to correct, then I have to spend time like figuring out like what's the adjustment I need to make so that I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. eating all the pizza or, you know, talking <laughs> about, you know, your direction. Like what's the adjustment that I need to make so that I can right. move forward and then mm -hmm. that there is like peace within myself and then peace mm -hmm. with whoever I offended. What about you? Um... I think being able to, um, if, if I've hurt someone else, I really want to know um, what I did. I want to be able to just really like simplistically ask like what I do, <laughs> you know? And um, I think also uh, just an immediate, like that, that wasn't my intent. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I have to be sure that I don't go into this long wordy diatribe, right? And I really just take the opportunity to be like, I'm, I'm sorry. Because, you know, I, you don't have to be all these words. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Right. <laughs> I, and I am for real. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
you know, uh, and for me, things kind of always go back to like at the baseline of, of who we are in relationship, right? I don't want to hurt you yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And if I did, then I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But also there's, there's this kind of processing that has to happen for me. Like, okay, so what did I lose? Mm. What did I learn? That's interesting. And what I have to do in order to move forward. So under what did I lose, it may be like some level of trust, mm. right? For for the other person that may feel like, okay, well, I can't trust you with my stuff because in this moment, you cracked a joke about something that's really, yeah. you know, a, a, a hurt place for me mm-hmm. that maybe I'm not all the way healed from. And I trusted you with that information and here you go bringing it up, right? Mm-hmm. And so then what did I learn? What I learned was I need to be more careful right about the way that I love and the way that I especially with as much as I I laugh and I joke and all those things I need to be a lot more careful with my words and what I need to do in order to move forward you know I I just have to you know figure out a way to affirm the person that I'm with right Um, and I also have to figure out a way to affirm me even like you said like I'm enough Mm -hmm. in this situation because a lot of times and I think a part of what we haven't talked about is what happens to us internally sometimes when we injure this person that we care about so much. Mm-hmm. So one of the most difficult things for me to address when I originally went to therapy was like the fact that I had hurt this person that I cared about so much. And like knowing that I was like this great man, yeah. right? And this feeling that I was a really good friend, uh, a really good man. And I hurt this person that I care so much about. And I don't even know how I did that. Mm-hmm. So, and how dare me, mm-hmm. right? So I try not to have standards for other people that I don't have for myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I had this how dare me attitude, right? How, how dare you hurt this person that you claim that you care about so much? Because when you care about a person, then it doesn't look like hurt, mm-hmm. right? But, and then also making room for my own humanity yeah which is sometimes selfish um, which sometimes believes that i'm above reproach and all these other things right and and being able to walk in a space where i am a habitual student yes. and i'm always learning and i'm always growing and i'm teachable always spirit. getting i'm mm-hmm. always getting better mm-hmm. and having a teachable spirit yeah so. i love that i actually just learned something from you today on like a formula right like the the loss the learn and the moving forward is a really mm-hmm. good way you're such a professional it's a really good way <laughs> to uh package that up real nicely with the bow to for people who need a way to like process through the thing mm-hmm. right uh, you know i'm very concrete mm-hmm. sometimes <laughs> you can have all of these feelings these thoughts and not really know what to do with them and that's mm-hmm. why some people journal that's why some people talk to a therapist that's why some people talk to a friend but that's a really that's a really nice way to kind of like help mm-hmm. you um review the situation uh with in a in a practical way for four moment mm-hmm. i like that i like that so do you have any tips for how you forgive yourself? Like what, what does that look like forgiving yourself? Um, I think forgiving ourselves a, a lot of times for me, uh, centers around just being able to, to do the, the process, being able to like work through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, it should be an immediate thing with being able to affirm for yourself that you're worthy of forgiveness, 
right? That you are living life, that you are um, having a human experience, mm-hmm. right? And that you're not expected to be above having these situations happen to you while you're having a human human experience, mm-hmm. right? You're not any all-knowing um, uh, person who is above making mistakes, yeah. right? And uh, at the very minimum, I forgive myself for um, doing what I did, right? But also, coupled with that is, what can I do to heal, right? So um, the moving on part involves, it's all-encompassing, right? Like, I forgive myself for the mistake. I want to do the work to have this other person forgive me, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's myself that I have to, to get the forgiveness from. And a part of that is then dealing with the ugly part of it. Like, what happened? How did it hurt? What did I learn? What did I lose? That type of stuff. Yeah. And being able to move forward there. That, that's how I move on being able to, to get to the nitty gritty mm-hmm. and do that, that dirty part of the work. Yeah. I think one thing that, that helps me is, uh, I think I know I've heard Ayana say it before and I can't remember where I heard it first, but the idea that everybody's doing the best that they can at mm-hmm. any given point. Yes. So every, every given moment, even if the person knows better and they're not doing better and that includes me, that's the best that I can do at this moment. Mm-hmm. And when I can do better, typically people do do better. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea that everybody is doing the best that they can at any given point. And um, there's this like, you know, idea of forgiving yourself for not doing the things that you didn't know how to do or didn't have the mm-hmm. capacity to do mm-hmm. at that point. And so it's just like the idea of you say like, um, having grace for yourself, self-compassion mm-hmm. is another way that people say it. So it's or just mercy, exactly <laughs> mercy. So it's just saying to myself, like, you're doing the best that you could mm-hmm. at that time. Um, I forgive you for not knowing better. Should say, mm-hmm. I forgive you, you know, for doing what you could. Then now that I know better, I do better. So sometimes it's a constant reminder of that um, when the 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 situation is, you know bigger than me offending you like mm-hmm. when you're hangry but like if it were like a huge offense and it, it caused a rift or a break right um a fracture in the relationship then it's like sometimes i have to revisit like because mm-hmm. i'm you know the enemy is the accuser of the brother so in your mind you're replaying I'm, at least for me i'll replay an offense over and over and over right i'm in my head about it a whole bunch and so sometimes it's me repeatedly like mm-hmm. on a number of days months however long it takes saying like you got to let that go. Like, you did the best that you could. For, I forgive you for not knowing better at that time. So, I think it's a process but sometimes. Also, I think sometimes what works really well for me is to be able to, like, see, like, the good um, that's in it. Like, the to be able to step outside when I'm, when I'm in healing mode and trying to figure out how to, to heal the injury. Like, to look at the good things that were there. Yeah, but sometimes the, the good things don't overshadow the hurt that is there. No. You know? So. No, and it, it's not a it's not even an overshadowing kind of thing for me. It's like those things that I know that when I try again, those things are still there. Mm-hmm. Like I still have this opportunity to be in a relationship, right? I still have this opportunity to, to 
to be in in this car with this person that I care about and being able to do this thing Mm -hmm. and to have new adventures and this kind of thing. And uh, I I might have to bring back MapQuest (laughs) to go somewhere with her. But I'm still grateful for the relationship. But but no, just being able to see the good, right? So these things that are are somewhat consistent Mm -hmm. that we do have already figured out yeah like at least i have this much like i'm not starting from zero with nothing Mm -hmm. right i have this relationship with this woman that i really care about who really cares about me and we're able to go to the gym together and work out and we're able to do these other things like with the spirit of togetherness yeah and i could not have that right so to be able to uh as old folks say count it all joy (laughs) right to be able to kind of have some some ability to be able to to count the things that are wins Mm -hmm. right and be able to go in and then make this little tweak right and then move forward that that help that is helpful for me all right so music for the moment what you got what does this feel like to you so BJ the Chicago Kid has this song that I used to play over and over and over again, especially when I get up in my feelings out, put myself in a room somewhere in the dark <laughs> and play his song called Falling on My Face. And it's just like, um, I like sad songs. I like songs for the moment. Like, so when I'm sad, uh, and this song is just talking about how can't stop falling on my face. Like I'm, I'm trying. Uh, I thought I had gotten past this thing, but even I'm out here, but I, I just keep falling on my face. I keep doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a celebration of like continuing to try. Right. And, uh, it can, it can bring you some sadness. And sometimes for me, I, I just need to cry it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially as a man, I need to go in, in my space, in my cave, and I need That's to cry it out, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's cleansing yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, just acknowledge that I'm out here and I'm trying. And I don't, I don't even mind continuing to fall on my face over and over again. But that's my jam. BJ's a Chicago kid. He gets down. Check it out. Check it out. Servants and kings have all felt this pain. By now I should be sick of falling on my face. So we always like to leave you a little something, something that you can take away. Uh, resource, podcast, video, sermon, something um, to help you <laughs> grapple with the, the topic that we've discussed on your own time in your own space. So. What do you have for us today? So our resource for, the, for today is um, this poem that I had to learn when I was pledging uh, called Equipment by Edgar A. Guest. And uh, it, it just really asserts that, that we have all the equipment that we need in order to heal and be whole inside of us and to do the work that needs to be done. And so a part of or excerpt from that poem is that courage must come from the soul within. The man must furnish the will to win. So figure it out for yourself, my lad. You were born You were born with all the great have had. With your equipment, they all began. Get hold of yourself and say, I can. It's just about doing the work that you need to do. You have everything that you need inside of you um, to keep pushing forward and to do what you need to do. 
So as always, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us, having these conversations about life and living out loud, loving out loud. Uh, so thank you for joining us today. We are the Hazes. And until next time, we like to challenge you to rethink the way that you love your life. Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Peace. Oh, baby, and love.